0: God bless you today. You are on with Bishop Robert Johnson and the Real Talk Broadcast Network. Amen. We thank God for you today. Today, we will visit part two of spiritual warfare. We pray that you have been blessed by the redemption series and that you are still viewing redemption and that God has blessed you to understand his purpose for your life. Amen. within those struggles and those purposes of His will for your life, there will be things that will attach itself to you because of the call of God on your life. Amen. But we have dedicated to come on and to teach spiritual warfare so that you will know how to stand in the midst of trials and temptations so that God can bless and use you as in his purpose. Amen, again, we thank God for you coming on today. Um, For those who will view the video later, we thank God for you also, amen. But what we want to do today, before we start, we want to pray for the body of Christ, amen, that the will of God be done in your lives, amen. We thank you again for what God is doing and supporting um, by watching our videos and going to our blog just to allow the Word to speak in expression to your life. And man, it's not about Bishop Johnson, it's about the Word of God. I've been given the gifting of teaching, so we're on to make sure that the manifestation of God's glory rests in your life through His Word. Amen. so if you come on, there are other topics that you can view on our YouTube that deals with marriage, that deals with family, that deals with children. Everything necessary for you to see and understand what God is doing in this day, and this time. Amen. I get so many calls and so many people talking about what's going on in their spiritual walk. And what we want to do, we want to help you dedicate yourself to God and to the understanding that God does not make mistakes. If he called you, uh, he's justified you. And if he justified you, as in the case of Jeremiah, he ordained you. And touched your mouth with his word. Amen. So we thank God for you again today. And we are going to start with part two of spiritual warfare. Amen. we thank God for you again. And we want to look at Ephesians, the sixth chapter and verse 10. Amen. And we want to deal with the first part of the text that he deals with to bring light or to shed light to the battle that ever is present in the believer's life, amen. I you must understand where well, we started redemption in Genesis 3:15 because of God's promise, amen. I there has to be a battle, there has to be war, amen. I because God said in Genesis 3:15 that the seed of the woman, amen, I would bruise the seed of the enemy, uh, defeat him on the cross through the blood of Jesus. It would be a blood feud. But it's not done in the earth realm. It's done in the heavenly realm. According to 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, the Bible declares that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God till they're pulling down a stronghold. And every, every, listen to me, everything that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, he will bring into subjection. So what we want to do today, we want to encourage you first of all, and we want to let you know that God favors you and he has you. So this is the first part of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And Amen. Child of God, the battle does not belong to you. It belongs to God. On all levels Amen When Jehoshaphat was about to go to war King of Israel uh, God told him listen I don't want you to send the warriors Amen Have them stay back But I want you to send Judah I want you to send praise Amen God does things contrary to the world's understanding of war And the Bible said that Judah got in the valley And began to praise God And begin to uplift God and begin to magnify his name. And God begin to move. And God begin to give victory, amen, to Jehoshaphat through praise. Child of God, sometimes all God wants from you is just to praise him. doesn't matter what it looks like, where you are, what's going on. He just simply wants you to praise him. Amen. So as we get into this, I want to look at a couple of points. Finally, my brethren. First of all, Paul here qualifies those who are in war. He calls them brethren, those who are in warfare or in battle because of the word of God. It's never nothing else, believe it or not. It's only simply Because the word of God, either you're called or you're not called and the enemy does not want you to be called or you're anointed and he does not want the anointing to change the lives of others. Amen. But you can't do anything about it. Your job is to simply resist him, the Bible says, and he'll flee. But that does not mean that he's going away. Uh, The Bible says for a season that Satan will be taken and thrown into the lake of fire. But then he he will be loosed. But so what we need to understand is how... How to stay before God. So, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. You can't fight the invisible tyrants, you can't do it. In the Old Testament, they were able to see the Amorites, they were able to see the Jebusites. They were able to see the Hittites. But under the new covenant, child of God, you cannot see the enemy. That's why I keep saying it's not against the war. It's not against our brothers and sisters. You have no reason to take anything out on anybody. If they're doing it, allow them to do it. Amen. They're operating outside the will of God. So then what we must do is stay in the realm of the spirit. So then he says, it's important that we be strong in the Lord and then the power of His might. As we transition to our next slide, please follow us. Amen. The Word is the center of everything. It's critical for the believer, no matter where you are in life, no matter what's going on in your life, that the Word of God has preeminence. In other words, that the word of God is the founding factor for you to make sure that God is the center of everything. Where there is the word, there is a surety. Where there is the word, there is power. Where there is the word, there is peace. For the peace of God passes all understanding, but it comes from the word. The enemy can't understand when you should be mad, why you're not upset. Amen. Because God will give you peace in the middle of the storm. Amen. Follow me right quick. I want to look at four areas where the enemy wants to attack. The first one, child of God, is your heart. What he wants is for you not to give God your heart alone. Amen. He wants you to be a part of the system and a part of this world that's governed by emotions. So then what he wants is your heart. He does not want God to have your heart alone. Why? Because if he can take your heart, heart is the center of the emotions. So the Bible declares, "Guard your heart, for therein are the issues of life." Everything flows from your heart. Amen. I because if he can attack your heart, 90% of the battle is already won. Amen. I when I say he, I'm not declaring of a physical area in physical being, but we're speaking of things that are operating in the spirit, amen. So he, an entity that is based on being the prince of this world, does not have authority over the king, God himself. So God says, I want your heart, so guard your heart. There are things that in this world that will cause us to get out of place with God and for the enemy to attach itself to our heart, but we forget about the word of God. Number two is your worries, to make you doubt God's love and provision. The enemy wants to make you feel that God does not love you. He wants to make you feel that God does not have you. He wants to make you feel that God does not care about you. He wants to make you feel that God is not there for you. He wants to make you feel that everybody has turned their back on you. But if you are living in the word, in the abundance of God's word, God said, I wouldn't put more on you than you can bear. God said, I would never leave you, neither will I forsake you, but I will Be with you to the end of the earth, the universe, and that's a long time. So, what I need you to understand the second place that he wants is to get in your mind, to control your mind, to make you doubt God. If I make you doubt God, then we'll look at number three, your everyday thinking. So, you're just like the world. He wants you to identify with the world. He desires that your thinking is like the world. Well, what is the world? The Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, it says, "...all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life." God is not in that because he told them when they came and took him prisoner. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. God is not a part of the fleshly world. He is not a part of this physical world, but he's a part of the spiritual world. Whereby Satan wants your thinking to become a part of the world. He wants to get you caught up in the system of government to where the ideologies and the beliefs become your figure of thought. But God is not in that. Number four, we're almost finished, your speech. So you tear others apart. Satan wants to govern your speech so you can tear others apart. The Bible says, by this will all men know that you, who are the you, Ephesians 6 and 10 says, the brethren, they are the you, that you are my disciples because if you have love toward One another, but Satan wants you to tear others apart. Amen. He wants to afflict your mind. So then your mouth begins to speak against what God has called and ordained. Amen. Causing confusion, causing the body of Christ to be torn apart. So, child of God, what God is and what He's doing, He's established and established His kingdom whereby you and I are governed by His word. Amen. Where there's no word, there is chaos. Where there is no word, there is confusion. Where there is no word, there is no faith. So what the enemy wants to do is pull you away out of your faith and your trust and believing in God. So what am I saying? If God be before you, who can be against you? God has set a watch on his church that's why he told peter upon this rock i will build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it let me tell you something the next god gave me something else that i've been dealing with and that's my body i mean i'm a diabetic now for 20 plus years and what i've learned is when my body is not operating according to the standards of how god has given life i mean it causes certain feelings and ailments to come so then what it does it will make you sick or tired or complacent you can't really be active but what God wants us is us to have a active mind with an active body Amen. I started doing some things to change things that's all part of warfare I didn't know that I had an apostle ministering to me say pastor you're too big you're overweight you got to lose weight he said I need you to do some things I say yes sir God We will do those things. And what God has been doing, he's been blessing and he's been moving. So what am I telling you? I'm telling you to change things, to trust God, because higher level of anointing is there. It's coming. It's for you. But you have to trust God. This has been Spiritual Warfare Part 2. Stay tuned for Part 3. Be blessed in Jesus' name.